You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I love the contrast of the hardness of the label and then the lavender sour. So something sort of like floral and I guess more traditionally feminine was something that's like brutal. I think that's like an awesome contrast. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a glorious week. I most certainly have been. I'm uh, very stoked to announce that Sound Talent Media, my podcast network that I've been with since September 2020, has now teamed up with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'm very stoked to be working with them, and I can't wait to see where they bring the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. I hope that you're all ready for Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops Brutal Montreal, which is happening on December 17th at Corona Theatre here in Montreal. It is the first metal and beer fest ever to happen in Montreal, and I'm just so darn stoked about it. My band, Cryptopsy, is performing alongside my friends in The Agonist, The Great Sabatini, Necrotic Mutation, and Burning the Oppressor. All night long, you will be able to enjoy amazing craft beers from some of Quebec's best breweries such as BG Brasserie Urbaine, Massorum Brassatorium, Brasserie du Bas-Canada, Sir John Brewing Company, Saint-Cam and Brassard de Montréal. Tickets are selling extremely quickly for this show, so if you do do want to go, I highly suggest that you pick up your tickets today via the link in the description of this podcast. I can't wait for Brutal Montreal. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to tell one of your friends about it. If there's someone in your life, your best friend, your show buddy, that person that you go to see every metal show with, well, I want you to tell them about the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast podcast if you haven't already you can tell them that there are over 300 episodes with some of the world's best metal musicians available on all podcast platforms for them to check out if you would encourage one of your metalhead friends to become a brand new vox and hops head that would be something that i would truly appreciate now today's episode was recorded last week during the thirsty thursday virtual hang if you were not there you absolutely should have been because it was an absolute blast get ready for my episode with drew ross of new level brewing and dominic alvarez of Pitch Black North, the Satanic Tea Company. This is Vox and Hops episode number 306. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Drew Ross of New Level Brewing and Dominic Alvarez of Pitch Black North Satanic Tea Company. Uh, how are you guys doing? Drew, Dominic, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thirsty Thursday with all of these amazing humans. A live interview. I love doing these. How are you guys feeling tonight? Doing great, Good. man. Appreciate you having us. I'm very, very happy to have you guys because we did something really, really, really cool together. Uh, it came out last week. Something that we've been working on for quite a few months. Uh, something uh, collaborative brand new collaboration with my band Cryptopsies, None So Vile and of course it's spelt N-U-N So Vile uh, we will talk more about 
this amazing collab in a bit. Uh, but I'm definitely going to drink it right now, and I'm stoked about it. But at first, let's go into darker territory so that we can have fun and have fun out of that darker territory. Let's talk about running businesses during a pandemic. A shitty-ass question. I would love to hear how New Level Brewing and Pitch Black North uh, coped with 2020, coped with a pandemic situation. Drew, you take it first, please. So New Level got through the pandemic largely thanks to the internet. We lost all of our keg sales because restaurants and bars had to close, which really sucked. But we made up for most of that by doing home deliveries throughout Alberta. So I reset the website up so that people could order beer straight to their home and we would deliver it that day, which was actually really great because we gained a whole bunch of new customers. That's super sick. Talk to me about, was it legal before? Could you have always been someone that shipped to people's houses? It's interesting to me because here in Quebec, it's illegal. Shipping beer is legal in Alberta. Uh, We can do it through Purelator within Alberta. And uh, we also do home deliveries as well. Might be bringing that back later on. Absolutely. Uh, Sounds confusing, but I'm glad they let you do it. And uh, it's a smart thing. And I think that it should be something if you, if you know, just you're 18, you can buy illicit material from the SQDC from uh, the the where they grow pot and all that stuff happening now in Quebec that is legal and they can ship that to your house you know I can imagine you can buy beer so it doesn't make sense to me Dominic how did uh, Pitch Black North uh, cope with the pandemic as a business uh, yeah the first um, couple months were like probably some of the slowest months uh, we had um, I got laid off from my cooking job I used to be a uh, cook in a kitchen so it was just like overall pretty uh, stressful times. Um, and then um, this is right around the time we were just about to release our uh, Cradle of Filth collaboration. So like, um, I think it was May or something. So it was March, April, May from the shutdown. Uh, up until then, I think that uh, Cradle of Filth is really uh, what saved us in the <laughs> end, like um, give us a boost. Um, it just happened to be like, um, yeah, probably our darkest time ever as a company, like trying to make things happen full time. And then um, the pandemic hit. Um, and I think, yeah, we were last, we were down to like our last uh, couple bucks right before the Cradle of Filth collab came out. And honestly, it was just, um, it's been uh, just like a growing um, spurt from there. So, yeah, we have really Cradle of Filth, uh, Danny Phil specifically to thank for making it through the really hard time of the pandemic there because that got us a lot of um, attention um and moving forward it was uh yeah a saving grace honestly (laughs) for us that's very cool talk to me about that call i'm interested how did it happen did you reach out to him did they reach out to you how did did this collab come to life um oddly enough fellow canadian lindsay schoolcraft their um ex keyboard yeah shout out lindsay schoolcraft um, Antiqua, um, self-titled, etc. Um, I had been reaching out to her and sending her tea just like over, Inst- I noticed she followed us on Instagram. So I was a fan of the band already and happened to notice when we were, um, yeah, like much follow- less followers on Instagram. Um, sent her tea, I guess that's where the relationship started. She showed the tea to Danny. Um, later on, I reached out to Danny because I knew there was the relationship there and, uh, I think it was like a month and a half later, he got back to me saying that their manager was down to connect the dots um, to make it happen. That's pretty much where it went from there. So I think it was like almost uh, 
like a year and a half in the making. Wow. Kind of like ours, just like, yeah, it just takes like a long time from the suggesting it to um, execution, I guess. That's amazing. And I think it's just too perfect because Danny Filth obviously is from the UK. Tea is a big part of their culture. And I know he enjoys tea and a satanic tea. It, it was a match made in hell. I love it. Yeah, love yeah, it. it definitely was. <laughs> totally. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Uh, tonight we're going to be drinking a special beer, as I mentioned. Uh, this is this is Cryptopsy's Nun So Vile. Um, it's a lavender tea sour, but it's really cool because it actually has the pitch black north um lavender tea in it with hops so it's like this full circle weird uh circle cyclical strange concept and i love it drew talk, let's talk about the beer um what is this beer how did it come together you present the beer please the blackened haze so none so vile the beer is a sour beer uh it's got a bit of a blackened haze from the black tea and there's a lot of lavender on the nose. I think the acidity is perfect. And the tea combined with the hops produces a really nice honeyish, almost chamomile taste that is very tea forward, very bright, um, and really quite elegant. Cheers to you both. Uh, I just cracked it. I poured it out. It's got that interesting blackened haze, the the the. You've coined this name, Drew. You're trying to get it going out there. I like it. Uh, it's like a weird milky haze. It's dark because of the black tea in it. Uh, Dominic, what is in this tea that went into this beer? Explain the tea, the non-so-vile tea. What exactly is in that? Uh, yeah, so it's um, the base is a black tea from Malawi, a country in uh, Southeast Africa, a uh, great tea growing region, um, single origin. Uh, the f- I tried to get... Um, the lavender from our farm in uh, Alberta, but it's French lavender in the tea and in the beer. Um, and then the hops is just, uh, yeah, it's just common hops. I was trying to get a different or a more specific um, answer on the hops, but the dried hops is the same. It's funny that Drew says it reminds him of the chamomile tea. It reminds me of drinking of our chamomile tea, uh, the tea. But yeah, it's super dark. Um, the lavender provides like a lot of floral um it's very, the lavender is probably the most pronounced flavor in the tea, um, and the hops yeah, just like yeah. works with the bitterness um, of the black tea leaves already. So it's like pretty, it's like an interesting drink too because the lavender and the hops are pretty um, give you a body mellow, but the caffeine from the tea um, kind of perks <laughs> you up. So it's it's like a like a more of a sativa than an indica. If you get my <laughs> feel. <laughs> notices if you have a couple of these you're gonna have trouble falling asleep like there's a bit of a caffeine afterwards that's dangerous i don't like that but i like it i like it it's really really interesting the honey pronounced and um, i partied really hard in the lavender field many years ago and i every time i smell lavender it's like a flashback to that night so this is great i i really appreciate it we're going to talk more in depth about none so vile as the interview continues but i would like to go and talk about uh your very first beer dominic do you, i i'm pretty sure drew i asked you this question when i had you on the podcast many 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 episodes ago uh dominic do you remember your first beer uh yeah i do remember my first i don't know i don't know if they make it anymore but um uh my mom is um trinidadian um so she always had this beer um carib 
in the fridge. Mm. Um, and that's yeah, I that's, think that's I all I know. That. Interesting, interesting. Carib, yeah, it's only in some. It's all, I've only seen it in like a few stores. And since I moved to Alberta, I've, I don't think I've ever seen it here. But in Vancouver, uh, where I grew up, that was uh, always in our house. My mom and my dad were always slamming carobs. <laughs> <laughs> How about craft beer? Did you ever venture into the world of craft beer? Uh, no, not really. Um, when I was 17, 18, I found out I was uh, allergic to gluten among lots of other things. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, from like, I was just starting to like drink a bunch of Pabst Blue Ribbons or Budweiser's or whatever on the weekend, whatever was cheapest uh, to like not really drinking much beer at all i uh, got switched to like cider or whatever now it's vodka soda typically um, but i guess like glutenberg i don't know if you consider yeah. that a craft beer um but yeah it's a massive company but yeah i don't care for it that much but um, <laughs> yeah all the glu- I, haven't, I haven't had too many gluten-free like uh marketed beers that i was like this is awesome <laughs> but um but you have yeah, had so, like my craft- i have yeah i have had like i did take um at least like this much of one and that was my first i guess uh craft beer ever <laughs> uh drew i always like to ask this question when i have return guests but it's a bit tricky because i think you're the first brewer that i've had back on and your your craft beer palate is already very very pronounced and you've worked on it for many years but i typically ask return guests when i have them back on the podcast if their palate has evolved any since the last time on the podcast how do, how do you feel you've changed over the past two years in your relationship to craft beer? So during the pandemic, my beer palate changed a little bit. I think the last time I talked to you, Matt, I was probably just drinking IPAs and sours. But during the pandemic, we came out with a lager and that has become my go-to drink. I drink a lager most of the time. Um, it's not because I don't like IPAs and sours anymore. It's just I think at this point in my life, I'm I'm just feeling feeling uncomplicated when it comes to beer. So that's what I've been mostly drinking. Well, you are you are an expert you know, being a brewer for many many years. So so I, I, we we got to give you credit where you got credit is due. Uh, let's talk about metal. I, I don't believe I asked you this question, Drew. Uh, do you remember your first metal show? Pretty sure my first metal show was Nine Inch Nails when I was in high school. And it was like a big stadium show. Uh, Trent Reznor has the big video in the background. And it was it was awesome. I'm pretty sure that was my first metal show. Very good. How about Dominic? How about you? Do you remember your first metal show? Uh, my first metal show or like a metal show would be like um, that Christian band Stutterfly. Um, I don't know if you remember them. They had that song Gun in Hand. It was like in a that movie house of wax with Paris Hilton, yes. the horror movie. Yes. Sir. I went and saw um, that in theaters. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that they, they played at the church that I used to go to when I was like a child. Amazing. So I, I, th- I think I heard about it, them that way. And, and then there was like a, a local band stalking Stella that was like, uh, actually metal that played with them. And that, that was for sure. My first, uh, metal show. In a church. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's so perfect for you. <laughs> Just perfect. Perfect yeah. for you. <laughs> How about, um, this is a tricky question. Do you remember the first time you heard of or heard or saw Cryptopsy? Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like I was thinking about this earlier today. Like when you used to like download songs off of like Napster or yes. LimeWire, it would be like you just 
search something and then you download we but then it would be something else like as soon as you download it yes. it'd be like a different file and i'm pretty sure there was songs from none so vile and like it might even like i was, I was thinking about it um it might even be like the first death metal like actual death metal i heard potentially um with songs from none so vile because i accidentally downloaded it off of limewire when i was like trying to listen to under oath or something like that <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> drew do you remember the first time you heard of saw listen to cryptopsy i believe i was rating my brother's cd collection he had a massive cd collection back in the day and i found none so vile and the cover drew me to it right away so i borrowed that and then after that, you know, there was no turning back. Um, since then, I, I have most Cryptopsy on vinyl. Um, I think that was one of the first death metal bands I got into as well. So I went pretty hard right from the get-go. I love it. I love it. Uh, Drew is actually one of the first brewers that ever hit me up uh, about uh, being like, I'm a brewer. I love Vox and Hops. This makes perfect sense. We should do something, but then it took us two years to do something, but it had to be the perfect idea. And this is where Nun So Vile was born. Nun, N-U-N, and not the, not the album, the Lavender Sour here. So, so this is a complex story that, that brought us all together. Um, the metal architect, actually, Jerry Monk, uh, we had a meeting talking about um, him becoming the metal architect. And through that conversation, he was like, do you know this Pitch Black North Satanic Tea Company? I think they're Canadian. So I went and I started doing some research and I discovered Satan <laughs> Satanic Tea Company. Uh, the I loved it. I loved the, the visuals. I loved the vibe. I thought it was a genius idea. I saw the Cradle of Filth. T collab. It was very exciting for me. So I started communicating with Dominic about creating a T for Cryptopsy. And the conversation came together very quickly. Do you remember all that happening, Dominic? Oh, uh, yeah. I remember seeing your message in my DMs and I was just like, is that who I think it is? <laughs> like, kind <laughs> of like in, in, internally, like a, <laughs> a fangirl moment, like to be honest with you. Um, but no, yeah, we were talking, I think, yeah, the sober. Uh, month yeah and exactly. just talking about like uh just offering tea to people who don't want to drink on the show because you were doing uh, the live podcast at that point and then i think it was like right then the content the, the pandemic hit or maybe no was, uh no it was all during the pandemic but we, we were thinking about you hypothetically shipping beer to my future guests so that that we can both enjoy satanic tea during an episode yeah was the idea and then that spiraled into making a collab together no, yeah, because, like, I don't know, um, you got to put the feelers out there, because <laughs> since we were already talking, I, like, I can't not ask to um, potentially work with you in, like, that sort of capacity, so, um, yeah, and then, yeah, I think you were already talking to Drew because of your um, box and hops yeah. um, North American thing. And Brutal North America. We already had, I'd already just pitched that to Drew when that came, but first the T was born, and the T name was born... And I had this tea being made in Calgary, and I thought that was super cool. And I was like, who else do I know in Calgary? I was like, Ob obviously, Drew Ross, New Level Brewing. I'm like, let's make a beer with no hops. That was my initial, initial idea. And I, I had the name Born Hopless, because Cryptopsy has a song, Born Headless. And I, and I thought that making a hopless beer would be just such a cool idea. And I threw that idea at Drew, and he was like, I don't think that's going to work. So I so said, do you remember that, Drew? 
Initially, I had thought making a hopless beer wouldn't really work very well, but actually, since we last talked, um, I've tried a few group beers, in particular a lavender group beer, and I think it could actually be quite, quite interesting. And I thought it was just so cool. So, so uh, the born hopless didn't happen, but you were like, we could just, you know, call the beer the same thing as the tea, and we had the name. I remember coming up with the name when I was in my kitchen for some reason. I was cooking or something, and I was walking back and forth to my phone that was playing music uh, in my living room. And I came back and I said, let's do None So Vile because I've looked at your, your imagery for, for Pitch Black North and it's always very blasphemous. How much more blasphemy can you get? And fucking around with, with religion, of course. <laughs> so so None being None, a woman, a, a person that works for the Lord, So Vile, None So Vile, the classic Cryptopsy album. It made sense to me. And I knew that uh, your artist, Tarmouth, uh, Dominic could definitely come up with something crazy and messed up, but then we ended up just going with messing around with the non so vile artwork, yeah. which I am very happy about. No, totally. Um, I think Connor, who is uh, actually the co-owner of Pitch Black North, an artist. Really? Okay, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he. This is probably like our favorite design we've done so far. <laughs> um, I think he killed it then with our artist um, and layout person Taylor Burke. Um, she really killed like, um, the whole layout and extras for the can and, uh, tea label. So I'm like over the moon stoked when you suggested none so vile, I was like, this is the perfect, perfect best case scenario for us. <laughs> and like for me, for me selfishly, um, yeah, it was like best case scenario. Um, so I'm so happy you suggested that our artist Connor was so happy you suggested it. And, um, yeah, like this is, uh, gotta be one of our favorite uh, label releases we've done so far. I, I would like to hear about the reactions of your fans when you announced this collab. You keep going, Dominic. Um, no, it's been uh, pretty positive um, overall. Like we've released um, a couple of collabs um, recently, and like this has been the biggest one we've done in a while. I think everyone just—it's like I like the the album, the art, um, the imagery. I think is like very nostalgic to a lot of our customers. Um, I think we were making 200 bags of the tea and it's like over 50% sold like in a week. So it's like, nice. um, it's doing really well. Um, I think everyone is just stoked to like see the Satanic Tico, Cryptopsy and the new level, um, us being from Calgary, seeing the, us and new level working together. And then just like the iconic imagery of none so vile, um, I think everyone just is really hyped on it <laughs> overall. It has been overwhelmingly positive, I think. Fantastic. How, how about you, Drew? How has uh, the response been for New Level? Our client's reaction to the beer has been all over the place. Like, there's people who know who Cryptopsy is. They're big fans. Uh, so they came and got it right away, and they're just super excited about it. Um, then there's some people who look at the label, and they're like, what is up with that that's creepy but it's kind of fun to tell them about cryptopsy and they're excited for us because they know it's a big deal for us so it's all over the place but it's positive either way on our side um when i put my post out it was just probably one of the most exciting posts that happened on cryptopsy because cryptopsy we don't post as much as we should they people freaked out um there's always going to be those people that are like why isn't it 
a 15% Imperial Russian evil beer that's going to destroy my life. Uh, why is it a sour? But um, this is the beer that made perfect sense for us, and it, I think the beer does make perfect sense with having our tea release, and then the tea goes in the beer. Um, Cryptopsy loves the idea. I think it's amazing, and uh, we can keep doing it if you guys are down to have fun again. I think it'd be really cool. I love the contrast of the hardness of the label and then the lavender sour. So something sort of like floral and I guess more traditionally feminine with something that's like brutal. I think that's like an awesome contrast. (laughs) It is very scary and beautiful at once. I love it. Um, Where can people buy your stuff? Where can people buy the tea? Where can people buy the beer while there are some left? Right now, people can buy it. Uh, just through our tap room. We'll be sending a few cases up to some stores in Edmonton who really want it, but right now we're just selling it out of our tap room. Uh, the, the team is already talking. Like We want to do this again, but do it on a bigger scale and try and get it out to all of the people of Canada and you know maybe North America. You know, Sky's the limit, but uh, I think more people deserve to try this beer too. So, And then, you know, if there were some breweries who are interested in brewing it themselves, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. But it's definitely something we can revisit at a later date and get get more people out to it. But for now, it was fun to do it on a small scale and keep it cult. But it, it was it was a lot of fun. Amazing! I'm very excited. Dominic, where can people pick up None So Vile, the Satanic Tea? Uh, you can get None So Vile at PitchBlackNorth.com. Um, that's pretty much the only. Thing. I think the Grizzler has uh, someone from the Grizzler. Uh, who we make our coffee with in Edmonton. Um, they're big fans, so they reserved a couple of bags to have in their shop. But other than that, just get it online. You should absolutely send some to La Canette Villeray so that they can sell some Cryptop CT. No, yeah, shout out house. to Kevin. Um, <laughs> thank you for that hookup. They, yeah, they'll definitely get some. And I was hoping the your tea would arrive by the time this interview happened. But I was, mm. yeah, there's like a, a big bag of tea coming your way (laughs) oh shit cool very cool exciting exciting i love it um let's let's if another collab let's if you guys could collaborate together again not with cryptopsy not with vox and hops with any band in the world a perfect pitch black north new level brewing second collab what band would that be i feel like yeah the, the band that i i saw first that new level posted it was like they edited a a classic mayhem picture um a mayhem collab <laughs> to be though that'd be like my a dream one but i've already messaged them once and they sent me a one word reply saying no so <laughs> 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 it might not happen but it's still <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned a very important lesson dominic that that no just means no for now so wait six months and then write them again you never know No, it's true because uh <laughs> Telloc, the guitarist player hit me up later and then i sent him tea privately so but they have it so they have the tea so maybe it's just a matter of time <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew, how, how would you feel about making a mayhem beer? Yeah, I'd, love, I'd be in in a heartbeat, for sure. Here's the harder question. What would that beer be, and what would the tea be, and would the tea be in the beer? I think it would have to be. It's a lot of bees. Yeah. It would just um, be crow's beaks. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just a 50 grams of crow's beaks. That's it. <laughs> In the, in the can, in the can, and in the tea bag. That's just that's what they get. 
A dry hop with crow's beaks. Yeah. No liquid. No liquid. <laughs> it's perfect. It'd be pretty awful, but... <laughs> you, know, you, 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 you just uh, you suck on them, so that's all you've got to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, what I'm going to wrap up with you guys. This is amazing. I'm going to turn you over to the Thirsty Thursday gang, but first... I want to know your hangover cures. Probably doesn't happen to you very often, but every once in a while it happens to everyone. What are your hangover cures? Ooh, hangover cures. It's like I'm slamming a gallon of water. I'm eating the greasiest food and I'm having at least one bong toke. And then we're good to go. Survival. Yeah. (laughs) Then we're good. The rest of the day is cakewalk. (laughs) <laughs> how about you drew my hangover cure uh it's pretty elaborate but i need pedialyte uh, an advil liquid gel caps preferably the night before i wake up or the morning i wake up ramen or pho like some kind of asian soup helps a lot and um, an orgasm either by myself or <laughs> with someone else but that that usually clears things up <laughs> Amazing. Um, Dominic, Drew, thank you so, so much. This is great. Uh, I'm actually just about finished my can of a Nunso Vial, and it's delicious. So if you people can get your hands on this, try to get your hands on it. I don't know. Uh, we do have someone here from Alberta. Alberta Chris. I don't know if he's had a chance to get his hand on it yet. I hope that he has. Um, here we go. Let's. If anyone here, part of the Thirsty Thursday gang, would like to ask a question to Dominic or Drew, raise your digital hand, and I will let you guys speak as always the first one my favorite this phil from whispers from the void podcast hello hello so uh my question uh well i have two questions one question for uh, drew and dominic and second question for only dominic first question if you have a collab now it's not the same question than matt it's another question like just single if you have a collab with a band that you really want to do a band can be someone else just a collab you want to do what would it be like your dream collab um i guess i'll just like kick it off um my dream collab was definitely the cradle of filth collab uh like before before that actually went into like before that happened i used Mm -hmm. to tell connor the artist uh for pitch black north and co-owner um i used to call danny filth the whale like <laughs> one of these days as soon as as soon as like we started talking to Lindsay schoolcraft who used to play um keyboards and do backing vocals for them um i was like well you gotta we gotta work with these guys somehow and uh yeah when we were uh, very small uh much smaller than uh now i would just yeah call danny filth the whale and then i through manifesting and uh Black magic and uh, blood sacrifice. Here we are. Um, it came to be. So like that was um, the dream. And so like every uh, collab going further, I'm just like, um, it's kind of weird. I just got like a different viewpoint on it now, and just like just trying to bring the most value to these brands um, and to make everyone happy. So uh, I'm just very fortunate to work with anyone moving forward. I think <laughs> after that. Yeah. That's cool. And also, I tasted the Cradle Fifth collab that you did, and so good. Love it so much. Super good. Sick. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Drew, what is uh, your collab? 
that you want to make if you have one? Dream collab with another band. One I've been thinking of is um, a big imperial hoppy hazy IPA with sleep and we'd call it Dope Smoker. And we'd release it on 420 with all kinds of, uh, you know, rolling papers, maybe a bong or something like that. I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> that that could be nice. And uh, and yeah, uh, second question is for Dominic. I ordered some Beelzebub tea, and I realized Lapsang Suchong is not my tea. Do you have a recipe that I can put the Lapsang Suchong on it? And to make to make it yourself at home? Yeah, like because I saw your recipe on Instagram, and I never saw Lapsang Suchong with coffee recipe. Do you, uh, not, yeah, not to make it, but like because. Uh, I realized that Lapsang Suchang is not my favorite kind of tea. It's too smoky oh, yeah. for me. It's and, very smoky, yeah. And I don't want to put it in the trash, so I want to put <laughs> it in a recipe. Do you have an oh, idea? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it Lapsang Suchang, um, and even with the coffee beans that are mixed in there, it's um, really good to like put in rubs for like meat if you eat meat or just like any type of rubs if you grind okay. it down. Yeah, if you grind it down and mix it with your favorite spices and use it in rubs, it's also really good if you um, just make the tea itself in like a concentrated, like small amount and add okay. it to like cocktail, different cocktails and drinks to add like a little bit of smokiness. Um, so it's not because, yeah, if you haven't had it before, it's very smoky. It's almost like having a scotch for the first time. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um just like it's very surprising and kind of takes a lot of people off notice. But if you can like figure out ways just like yeah, using it in a rub or like in cocktails, um, okay. it'll it'll balance out that smokiness a lot more. Okay, perfect. Then thank you for the tip. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, no problem. Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Emily and Dave. <laughs> right on. Um, so we've got a question for Dominic. It's a straight up tea question. Um, we hit it really hard in October. Uh, we partied a lot and drank a lot of beer. So now we're doing a no beer or no booze November. So do you have any recommendations for types of tea that are good for a detox? Um, I would say green tea is probably your best bet. Um, just all tea has uh, is rich in antioxidant uh, properties, but green tea, I think, is the most. like. So green tea or like a matcha. Um, Ooh, yes. Those matcha. would be good. 
Um, those would be your best bets for antioxidant teas. Just stick with anything. And then any extra herbs will just be like an added um, boost <laughs> to your dry any herbs? Not any herbs. I guess like more <laughs> uh, <laughs> like citrus and chai uh, type stuff okay. will help you along the... If you're looking for just like a, a kind of a alcohol type feel without the alcohol, like the Lapsang Chong. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah, people just yeah, people call it like the Scotch you can t- you can drink at work. Yeah. Um, I think someone 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 sent me that saying. Um, yeah, it's like a very strong smoky flavor. If you haven't had it before, we smoke the black teas over like um, pine needles, and it gives it like a very pungent smoky taste. And you have that hot or cool. You can have it both. Yeah, you can have it both. It's I think it's good both ways. It definitely like the first time I had it, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> it's like a someone lit a fire in my mouth. Um, but like it definitely it, you get accustomed to it like very quickly. And it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's grown quickly to become one of my favorite types of tea in any sort of way. Um, definitely highly recommend Lapsang Suchog. Um you just have to try it to like understand, I guess, just like um, any local tea shop should have like some sort of version. Um, we're coming out with a re- reissuing the Belzebub's collab, which is Lapsang and Coffee Beans. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, other than that, just yeah, I would try green teas, antioxidant, uh, black tea, any type of tea will have antioxidants. So like anytime you're drinking, you can feel good about it. Um, and then the Lapsang Suchong, probably the least amount of antioxidants because the smoking um, dries it out and cooks out a lot of the benefits, but the flavor is uh, uncomparable. <laughs> Amazing. I feel I feel healthier already. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Thank you. West Coast Jerry. Jerry with a G. Jerry with a G. What's up, everybody? Uh, question for Dom and Drew. Um, how are a, most of your collabs started? Like, is it you guys reaching out to bands or is it bands reaching out to you? Collabs usually happen for new level organically, just people we may, we meet. So we do a lot with like restaurants that we work with. So it's talking about how we can combine our brands to create something really cool, create something really interesting that reflects both of us. Um, I also have bands reach out to us. They want like a label done for a show or something like that. And we're usually happy to come up with something together. So yeah, mostly, mostly just organic. How about you, Dominic? How, how do, how do collabs come to life? Um, yeah, at first it was definitely like me reaching out in the DMS. Um, I feel like that works up to a point. Um, so it's definitely, yeah, me reaching out in the DMS at first, um, talking to like merch managers, um, and then there is quite a few uh, people who reach out to us and it's just um just like for the cryptopsy tea um for example like i think we first talked almost a year ago and it's just been released now so like coordinating all of them um is kind of crazy so like i would say yeah it's like a, yeah it's like a mix of both mix of both people reaching out and us reaching out um or talking um with whoever's in charge with the merch to like see what makes uh, the most sense for the band. Cool. Thank you. 
Drew, Dominic, thank you so, so much for hanging out with me, hanging out with the Thirsty Thursday gang. Um, such a blast. Such an honor to be with you both. Very excited that we created something unique, uh, something very special, something that was made together. Hops in the tea, tea in the beer. I, I love it. I can't love it enough. Uh, massive cheers to you both. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to the Thirsty Thursday gang. Everyone unmute yourselves. Make some noise for Pitch Black North, for New Level Brewing. This is a very, very cool, unique thing. Make some noise, people. Cheers, everyone. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, did we ever have a blast during this Thirsty Thursday virtual hang. So many laughs. Uh, We even had a special guest that popped in after I stopped recording, sadly. My drummer, Flo Mounier of Cryptopsy, was there. He was very curious as to uh, what people thought about None So Vile. If you can, you should absolutely go and pick up the brew and the tea because I just think this is just such a cool project. I think that it is something that we should keep doing. Uh, the cyclical collabs that are in other collabs, making other collabs. I absolutely love it. Mad love and huge props to Drew and Dominic for hanging out with the Thirsty Thursday gang. Even more love to the Thirsty Thursday gang for hanging out with us and asking amazing questions. We had a really, really good time. And uh, if you haven't yet, you should join the Thirsty Thursday gang on Facebook. It's a group of amazing humans. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details about any episodes which I dropped throughout that past week, if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as any pertinent information for any cool projects before I announce them to the public and of course you'll get the updated links to the thirsty thursday virtual hangs and the brutal awakenings playlist which is curated by my man jerry monk the metal architect and is available on both spotify and apple music there's just so much going on in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast i would hate for you to miss a single thing so please sign up to the vox and hops metal podcast mailing list the vox and hops metal podcast is brought to you by sound talent media and evergreen podcasts i will be back next week with one episode on tuesday but until then remember to enjoy life metal and craft beer cheers vox and hops hits Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.